Hi, my name is Dr. Free and thank you so much for listening to this episode. Let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the wisest, the smartest person in the room, at work, in your organization, in the classroom, or during your business meetings? If I can show you how to be perceived as the wisest and the smartest person in the room, would you like to know? If the answer is yes, then listen real close. In this episode, I will show you exactly how you two can be perceived as the wisest and the smartest person in the room. The dictionary defines smart as having or showing a quick, witted intelligence. It also defines wisdom or being wise as the quality of having experience knowledge, good judgment, the quality of being wise. So I prefer the wise part of of all this, that being wise will equal smartness. Being wise will equal knowledge and understanding and making quality decisions. Without wisdom, you make poor decisions. Without wisdom, you become unintelligent and you have no knowledge but in this case the world book dictionary defines wisdom as the quality of experience knowledge judgment making good and solid decisions in romans 11 in the new king james version it says oh the death of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his ways. How unsearchable are his judgment. How unsearchable are his decision making. And his ways are past finding out. Meaning that you cannot use the physical man's understanding to understand the ways of God. His ways are past finding out. Now, let's see how the Bible defines wisdom or being wise. Wisdom is someone who is wise, has broad, and he's full of intelligence. His use of knowledge of very diverse matters, the wisdom which belongs to man. The varied knowledge of things, humans, and divine acquired by acuteness and experience and is turned up in maxims and in proverbs. This person has the knowledge of science and learning, the act of interpreting dreams and always giving the most descending, the most judicious, the most prudent advice. The person who is filled with wisdom is able to give the most discerning, the most judicious and the most prudent advice. The man who is filled with wisdom has the intelligent evidence in discovering the meaning of some mysterious number or vision. The man who is filled with wisdom has supreme intelligence as belongs to God or to Christ. The wisdom of God has envisaged in forming and executing counsel in the formation and the government of the world and the scriptures. I love that. 
When you are filled with the wisdom that I'm about to discuss with you, he said, you make decisions, intelligence decisions, solid decisions. You discover the meaning of things, both mysterious in numbers and in visions. Before acquiring the wisdom that we are about to talk about, these are some of the things that you can do right now. And when you will receive your wisdom, enhance your wisdom, you can continue to practice so, the practical tips of effectively communicating with your leadership, especially if you work for a corporation or even if you are you own your business and in school or in classrooms and being able to effectively communicate during your meetings and in any situation is to tell a good story. A good story, we all can sit and watch a two-hour movie because you tell a good story. And when you're watching a movie that the story is not that great, you cannot lose interest and you walk away. Make the story simple so that those listening in that room understand. Don't think, especially those in the corporate world, don't think because someone is in the C-suite knows and understand everything you do. They don't. So you make your story as simple as possible. Don't assume that they are expert in anything. Anticipate questions they might ask you and prepare for those. Especially when you are going to executive meetings, anticipate the questions before you go into that room and prepare for it. If you come out of a meeting, I like this part because if you come out of a meeting with actionable items, takeaways, things that you have to go rework and prepare and bring it back, you have failed. Make sure that you cover all bases, answer all questions so that you do not leave the meeting with actionable items like, for example, well, let me get back to you on that. When they ask you a question and you keep doing that, you are not establishing trust. You must prepare, understand, and think like they do. So how do you then do that? Think like your executive team do. If you get questions, ask them. When they ask you tough questions, ask them, what prompted you to ask this question? I like that part because you have to get into their head and see their thinking, understand their thinking process. If you get those questions, you ask what prompted you to ask that question or those questions. This will give you an insight into their thinking process so that you can prepare for your next meetings and answer questions before they ask or add them to your appendix. This is a great way of preparing for those important meetings. After you understand their thinking process and rationale, start to think like that. Start to think and prepare for your next meetings like that. Prepare answers for your questions. Build trust. Make them trust you. Wisely question leadership assumptions, but don't come across as insubordinate or defiant of authority. Start by level settings so they don't see you as a defiant of authority. The last part here, know your numbers. I used to work with a gentleman who actually pushed me to do this a lot. Know your numbers. Every morning, know your numbers. Know your numbers. How was your performance last week? How was your performance yesterday? So that when your leader, your manager walks up and asks you, not just your manager, but anyone from the C-suite, 
walks up to you and asks you, you can easily let them know what the situation is. Know your numbers before your leaders do. Leaders are different. And don't, one of the tips is don't use the same presentation and numbers. And the way you package it for one person doesn't mean the other person or the other meeting you are going to will understand. Leaders are different. So don't use the same data presentation for all. Personalize your presentation to different people. Add potential answers. I said this before to your appendix and say when they ask the question, you can easily say, I'm glad that you asked that question. Let me show you the answers. Don't defend yourself when you receive feedback. This is very, very important. Don't defend yourself during your presentation when you get feedback or critique. I was in years ago, I was in a certain class. It was a creative class and this Japanese professor gave a critique to this student for the work that she did. And it wasn't that great, just to be honest. And the professor gave a, a very good critique of her presentation. And she got mad and started crying and walked out of the room. I was a little bit shocked because how can you improve if everybody thinks your work is great? Right? So you have to take that on you not to defend yourself and become offended when you receive feedback during your person. With all that said, with all that said, those practical things that I just want to put that out there quickly, especially for those who work in the corporate world, use this to really change the way you think, change the way you do things, understand that you can do things differently and become that person where you build trust, you build this authority that you know what you are doing. You are the smartest person in the room and they will come to you always for answers. When you present yourself that way, when you come across and be perceived as the smartest person in the room. So with all that said, only the wisdom of God works. In the practical that we went through, you will not have answers for everything all the time. But with the wisdom of God, his wisdom will give you insight and understanding. And when you apply even the above principles and the practical strategies using the wisdom of God, you will become and be perceived as the wisest and the smartest person in the room. We always look into the book that is full of wisdom and understanding. And to understand what the scripture says, let's take a look at some scriptures. Because in my opinion, in my opinion, with all the books, the business books that I've read and all the other books that I've read, this Bible is still the best of all. That's why it's still the best-selling book and the best app downloads in the world. It surpasses every bestseller on Amazon or New York Times. All the bestsellers out there, the Bible still is the most downloaded app in the world. When the coronavirus began, Bible, physical book Bibles began to sell out. Why? Why is this still selling out? And app downloads just skyrocketed because it's filled with something that only the divine of God can give you. So in Proverbs 17, 24, it says that 
Wisdom is the focus of the descending by the eyes of a fool wander to the ends of the earth. I'll read that again in Proverbs 17, 24. Wisdom is the focus of what? The descending by the eyes of a fool wander to the ends of the earth. That's why the Bible says something. And I'll, I'll show you why I'm saying that. Seek first. Seek first the understanding of God. Seek first the kingdom. And when you look at the kingdom, the Bible describes the kingdom as doing something. He said the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like man sowing the seed. The kingdom of God has come. The power of God has come. So he defines the kingdom and he says, seek that first. Seek God's way of doing things and all the other things shall be added unto you. So in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, let's begin in verse 6. He says, do not forsake her. Wow. Here, the scripture is talking about wisdom as a lady. He said, do not forsake her and she will guide you. Love her and she will watch over you. He said, do not forsake her. Love her. She will guide you. And she will watch over you. He's talking about the wisdom of God. So if I can paraphrase verses, do not forsake wisdom. Wisdom will guide you. Love wisdom and wisdom will watch over you. Verse seven, wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the real deal. Like the, the charm, the boxing charm, Evander Holyfield is the real deal. He said, wisdom is the principal thing, the real deal. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, in all the striving, in all the waking up and rushing in rush hour, driving to work and getting the things that you are getting. He said, in all the things that you are getting, he said, in all thy gettings, in all your gettings, get understanding. Because when you understand, everything else will work. He said, therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, get understanding. When you have understanding in any situation, when you understand what is going on in the world, when you understand what is going on in your business, when you understand what is going on in your family, in your children, when you understand the numbers that you just look at, when you understand the trend, the things that you are looking at, Everything else works. You become the wisest, the smartest person in the room because you have understanding of what is happening and what is going to happen and how we should change and maneuver and get ready for those things that are happening. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your gettings, get understanding. Another translation that I like, he said, do not forsake wisdom and she will preserve you. Love her and she will guide you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, acquire wisdom, not riches, not fame, not money, not power. And whatever else you obtain, gain understanding. This to me is better. When you have the wisdom of God, you have understanding. 
and money, fame, power, everything else will follow when you seek first the kingdom of God, he says. Everything else will come. Seek the wisdom of God. Yes, read books on, on business, read books on other things. You know, I read a book, I think it's a great book. It's called From Good to Great. Those are great books, all right? Those are books that will help you, you know, with things that you need to know, I guess. But at the end of the day, none of this book will answer those questions. None of this book will make you that smart by the wisdom of God. And I will show you how Solomon became the wisest person in the entire world and none before him and after him. No one else can compare to this guy. So what is in this for you? Why should you desire wisdom? I believe that when you receive this wisdom from God in the business world, you will become and be perceived as the smartest person. In school, you'll be the smartest person in your business presentations and everywhere else you go. When you apply wisdom, wisdom is the principal thing. And he said, in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the spirit. So, ask for wisdom today. We are going to go through this and you ask for wisdom. And we will agree with you that you have the wisdom of God. We will show you how to operate in this wisdom moving forward in your life. Let's read about Solomon and how he acquired wisdom. In Second Chronicles, this is in the Old Testament, Second Chronicles 1 verse 8. Solomon replied to God, you have shown great and loving devotion to my father David, and you have made me king in his place. Verse 9. Now, O Lord God, let your promise to my father David be fulfilled, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Now grant me wisdom and knowledge, so that I may lead these people. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Since this was your heart, instead of requesting riches and wealth and glory for yourself and death to your enemies. Listen to that. Death to your enemies. You didn't ask me to kill your enemies. And since you have not even requested long life, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people, over whom I have made you king. Therefore, wisdom and knowledge have been granted to you. You didn't ask for money. You didn't ask for fame. You didn't say, destroy my enemy. Obviously, that would be contrary because God said, love your enemies. Because you didn't ask for any of these things and you asked for wisdom and knowledge. He said, I will also give you riches, wealth, honor, unlike anything given to the kings before you or after you. The Bible says God gave him the wisdom and knowledge and blessed him with riches and honor and all the things that the world seek, all the money, all the fame, all the stuff, the stuff that we seek. He was blessed with those things because he asked for wisdom and knowledge. And he became the smartest person in the whole wide world that people came. The Bible says people came from all over the world to hear him speak because of his wisdom. If I can paraphrase, 
People came from the north, the south, the east, everywhere to hear him speak, to seek counsel. They came for advice. I mean, this guy was filled with wisdom and knowledge, understanding that he can give solid advice. He can counsel people. He understood everything. He became the smartest person in the world because that came from God. The wisdom that Solomon had came from God. The understanding that Solomon had came from God. The knowledge that he had came from God. So what is in this for you? Pause this podcast and ask for wisdom from God, just like Solomon did. And then come back and let's pray. I'm going to wait, pause the podcast now and ask for wisdom. Welcome back. So now that you have asked for your wisdom, believe that you have received wisdom from God. See, when Solomon asked for it, the world didn't thunder. There wasn't an earthquake. There wasn't anything that happened in the physical that he had received that wisdom. It's just like those of us who are born again. When you pray that prayer, nothing physical happened to you, but you believe. Believe that you have received wisdom. Live like you have received wisdom. When you go into meetings, when you start speaking, believe that you are the smartest person in the room full of wisdom and understand it. Because you ask. He said, ask and you shall receive. Think and speak through this belief that you are the smartest person in the room because you have received it. Solomon received when he asked. There was no indication of any physical manifestation that I know of, like a tender or the wind blowing or earthquake or something, that the wisdom of God has hit him. He prayed. He heard the voice of God that he has received. God has given him the wisdom, and he began to operate in that. And he grew into that. He became the wisest man all over the world. And people came to listen to him. He prayed and he received. He asked God to give it to him. And he believed that he has received wisdom. Live like you are the wisest person. In any situation, wherever you go, even when you are not prepared for that meeting, that thing that was being presented to you, when you are called on the spot, Know that you have the wisdom of God and everywhere that you speak will be perceived as wise. Believe that you have the wisdom from God to provide a solution. Listen to the scripture. The Holy Spirit will give you the words when you are in a situation you feel like you are not even prepared. In Luke, Luke chapter 12, verse 11 to 12, it says, when you are brought before the synagogues or the leadership team, the rulers, the executive teams and the authorities, the government, do not worry about what to say for at that time, that very moment, the Holy Spirit will teach you what you should say. You have to rely on this. The Holy Spirit will teach you what to say. In Exodus 4.12, he said, Now go and I will help you as you speak and I will teach you what to say. 
in Matthew 10, 19. But when they had hand you over, do not worry about how to respond or what to say. In that hour, you will be given what to say. These are promises that God has given you that you, when he's giving you this wisdom at the same time telling you that don't even worry at that hour. I'm not saying when you, you are going to a meeting in particular, don't prepare for it or anything like that. Don't be, well, God is just going to tell me everything. But he said that in a situation when you don't know what to do, in a situation when you have no clue of what is going on, he will give you the answer that very hour. You must walk in this belief. You must walk in this understanding that you prayed and you received wisdom and you operate in that wisdom, that power of wisdom, that spirit of understanding. He said he will speak through you by the spirit of your father speaking through you in Matthew 10, 20. For it will not be you speaking by the spirit of your father speaking through you. I love that. It is not I, but you who lives in me. That speak through me. Luke twenty one fifteen. For I will give you speech and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict you in the name of Jesus. Wow. Look at that scripture. Luke twenty one fifteen. For I will give you speech and wisdom that none of your adversaries People challenging you will not be able to resist or contradict what you have said. I love that. I love that. He has given me wisdom. He's given me understanding. Therefore, my adversaries, people opposing, will not be able to resist or contradict you because he, the mighty God, speaks through you. Folks, this is how you become the wisest man in the room. This is how you become the man with the answers when you operate in the new spirit of understanding and wisdom that you have received. Then when you go into a meeting, you will be perceived as the smartest person. You will be perceived. Oh man, you will begin to interpret dreams. You will be wise. They will see you as the man with knowledge. You give most descending and most judicious and most prudent advice and answers. It becomes evidence that this man has understanding. You are able to tap into the supreme intelligence, such as belonging to God. The wisdom of God is informing and executing counsel in the formation and the government of the world will come to you when you begin to operate in this manner. And then you can form a good story. You can challenge assumptions, but nobody else will be able to contradict you. Let me pray for you. I agree with you today that you have received the wisdom of God in the name of Jesus. I agree with you in Jesus' name that you have received the wisdom of God today because you pause this podcast and you pray for it and we agree together. I agree that you have received the wisdom just like Solomon prayed and received wisdom from God and God 
added unto him the riches, the glory, the honor, and the fame that everybody else is seeking after. He seek the wisdom and knowledge of God, and he added all that to him. I trust and I believe with you, and I declare that you have received the wisdom of God today and begin to walk in that. Begin to operate through the power of God that dwells in you, the wisdom that you have received. And everything you say, you will filter everything through the wisdom of God from today forward. For you have received it. And because you have received the wisdom and knowledge of God, all the other things have been added to you. So seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. So I agree with you and I pray for you that you have received it. You begin to walk in it. Begin to understand things now. Begin to open your minds and understanding through the word of God, through the wisdom that has been placed in you. And you'll be perceived. You'll become, you'll become the smartest person in the room. You'll become the smartest person in your classroom, in your business meeting, in your organization that you work in, or the ministry that you belong to. You become the wisest man because you tapped into this wisdom that only God can give you. All the practical and the other stuff I talk about are fine. You can do them, but this is where you set yourself apart because you have the wisdom of God. And I bless you right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare over you that no weapon will form against you. No one shall be able to contradict you anymore in the mighty name of Jesus. Your going out is blessed. Your coming in is blessed. No tragedy shall come near your way. Every weapon that was formed against you, I dismantle it in the mighty name of Jesus. And I declare that no weapon will form against you. No tragedy shall come near your dwelling in the name of Jesus. For with his stripes you were healed in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over you that you are protected from harm. You are protected from diseases and viruses in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Again, my name is Dr. Free and thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't subscribed, you know what to do. Go ahead and subscribe right now and tell your friends and family to subscribe today. 